Today in Lockdown Red Wings, an absolute roller coaster of a performance. The Red Wings fall in a shootout to the Buffalo Sabres, but they battled back from a three-goal deficit in the third period. There's just a lot to talk about in this one. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I am a podcast producer for the Daily J, WWJ News Radio podcast. Well, Scotty is the host of Lockdown Tigers as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And uh, Scotty and I are magic uh, pretty clearly at this point as last time we had a professional athlete on, a Detroit Red Wing on, they went on to score two goals, one for each of us, Scotty, I like to imagine, uh, Oscar Sundquist with only one goal in the season. Two for me, zero for you, actually. Oh, oh, okay, fair. That's fair. Um, such a sh- selfish player, selfish <laughs> friend is what you are, selfish co-host. But I mean, I, it didn't. It didn't get caught in the episode because it was right after we ended. Oh yeah, recording. it was after we had stopped recording. Wasn't but it? right as he was about to leave, I said, "Okay, go out there and score one for us tomorrow." And, and he said, "No problem." And he Will scored do. not just one, but two goals. Two. So here we sit. He's he got, almost had a hattie too. He had that. He had an opportunity right in front of the net, net to get like a nice little redirect push in there. But uh, but yeah, alas, two. Yeah. We'll, we'll gladly take two. Well, the Red Wings, the game after they come on the show this season, are, are lights out at the time. <laughs> I mean, this game to this loss to the Buffalo Sabers, man. I don't even know. My emotions are so. It's weird, on, man. On I'm both confused. ends of the spectrum with this one. Yeah. Like, I am emotionally drained and confused. Like, I, like on one hand. Am I supposed to be upset? Am I, I mean, supposed yeah. to be happy? <laughs> I don't I don't think you I don't think you should be happy. I think you can respect the fact that they fought back and erased For the triple sure. deficit, but they should have never been in that position to begin with. Correct. I mean, one, you are a better team than the Buffalo Sabres. And I know now you've lost them twice this season, but Thank I don't you. care. You, the Red Wings are a better team than the Buffalo Sabres. What'd you say? I like my joke. I you said you are a better team than the Buffalo Sabres, and I said thank you. You're, you're welcome, Scotty. <laughs> but the Red Wings are they are. the better no, team. You're absolutely right. And they came out and... And they yeah. got shelled last time, and it looked like it was going to happen again. And I, it's not necessarily... So it was a lot like the game against... The Toronto Maple Leafs were five on five. The second period was its own anomaly as the Red Wings just got absolutely dominated in the second. They looked flat footed, looked like it was about to be another shoot, uh, yeah, blowout. Blow but out. in the first period, in the third period, especially, they were dominating the five on five play and they just had poor goaltending behind them. And then Craig Anderson looked like Craig Anderson of his debut 20 years ago to the day where he was just looking fantastic. I mean, he made a cartwheel save to stop Kubelik on the power man. play. So it was good goaltending versus bad goaltending again. Nedeljkovic came out early in the game as he, I think, corrected himself later on and looked pretty poor. He let in th- at least three softies. And yeah. there was it's great one, that he- like even one of those three softies that was like yeah. really, really, yeah. really soft. Yeah. And so it's great that he was able to adjust, but at that point, the damage was already done. Like it's great you dug out of a three goal deficit, but. You don't want to put yourself in a position to have to dig out of a three goal deficit, anyways. Yeah, 
It, it, hold on. Keep talking. I think I'm about to sneeze. Okay, no, nope, just kidding. Um, I talked my way out of it. Just kidding. Okay. Great. Great content from Scott Bentley. Today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was literally about to mute and then you were like, here, you talk. And I was like, shoot. Um, but now I'm, it's not going to happen apparently. So I, I, I agree with you though. I, I think that it's, I don't know, man. Like it's just, it's such a weird, it's a weird feeling after that game. It really is. And I, I do give, Everyone, net included, obviously, I give everybody a, a lot of credit for not letting the game get out of hand and turning four one into eight to two like last time and fighting and, and coming back and salvaging a point that's obviously a massive like that. That's great considering where they were at, but like they are the reason that they got down four one too. like it's not yeah. like there were like outside forces that were like, yeah, like. The Red Wings, when they play on Wednesday, start off down 4-1. Good luck. Like, no, like their play caused that. And I I don't know. It's just, it's really, it's really weird. It is really weird. I do think that the adjustments that Ned made were really solid. And I thought that the defense also sharpened up a lot in the second half of the game I would say like the end ish of the second but mostly than the third period uh, I thought the defense played a lot better um I, I mean like a ton of injury scares too that, that like didn't help anything it was a really chippy game a lot of like scrumishes and and scrumishes that's not a word skirmishes skirmishes and scrums and, and skirmishes you, correct you, you I just combined, combined two words and uh <laughs> And, and and like fights going on after it, it was it was a very very high intensity third period and I'm very glad that they were able to salvage a point but but golly I mean they, they played so poorly sloppy man sloppy, so poorly sloppy. in the first half of the game that you can't even really be like oh like stole a point like I, I mean I guess but <laughs> like you you stole a point because of how bad you played. Like, I, I don't know. That doesn't really work for me. I mean, yeah, d- defensively, it, for the first half of that game, it, it was more of a question of what defense than Correct. how they played yeah, at all. Uh, they were just scrambling. And, it, I mean, again, offensively, they were producing chances. They're Offensively, they were producing more chances than they were giving up defensively, despite Their the defense shot total was good great. all throughout the entire game, really. But they just... I, I, I really... Nedeljkovic is killing me, man, because he's got Peter Mrazek syndrome so hardcore. And I talked about it two days ago with, uh, with obviously you about it in the fact that this was an opportunity for Nedeljkovic to put his name in the back of the loan's mind for the option to start on Saturday if he were to come out and have a really good game. And he didn't do that. The second half of the game was good. He actually finished with a positive goal saved of above expected of 0.21, which is a hair worse than what Craig Anderson finished with. So at the end of the game, he was a positive impact in the game because he did face a lot of shots by the end. But the problem was you let in two goals on four shots and then like four goals in 15 shots. And, you know, it's not 100% his fault, but they were softies, man. And... This team is nothing without good goaltending, and we talked about that. A lot of what was yeah. carrying them through their win streak, the team together. <laughs> it was holding the team together, absolutely, because there was a long stretch of time, especially when the Detroit Red Wings were winning games off of scoring off the rush, um, 
special teams and good goaltending. And yeah. that hasn't been present really in the last, they did score Bergen's goal was pretty much off the rush there, but they haven't really scored goals on those ways in the last few games, but instead their five on five has gotten better, but it hasn't been enough to win games. So it's like <laughs> torn. It's like we were winning games, but not by how you want to win games. You got bad goaltending, bad special teams. I'm sure we'll talk about in segment two, because you had seven power play opportunities and didn't convert on a single one. It's just it, this team. They're so close to putting it all together. And they just, it's just not clicking quite there yet. There's the potential there. You can see it. And like the step forward is there. Like you played Toronto hard. You lost four to two to the Maple Leafs, but all the metrics say you played better in this game. Most of the metrics say you played better, but special teams failed you and goaltending failed you. And those would have been the difference maker and in good it, five on five performances for sure. But it, it's also a totally different conversation when you're talking about like 60 minutes that across the entire 60, you played slightly better and it was like a back and forth game, but all the analytics say you played slightly better versus you got absolutely destroyed for the first 30 minutes of the game. And then you played significantly better than your opponent for the last 30 minutes of the game. And that's how you got to over 60 looking like you played slightly better than your opponent. Those are very, very different things. Like, very different thing. No, I completely agree. And like, there has been an uptick in blown leads in the league this year. Obviously, this being one of them, and yeah, tons of social media posts about it. Sabers blew a five-three lead in the third period the night before the game against the Detroit Red Wings. Blew a four-one in this one. So, you know, it's not impossible to come back, but you don't want to put yourself in that position. And they can't. They can't. You can't succeed in the NHL on a consistent basis by comeback wins. And it's just, Correct. it's not. That's not how it works. Um, we're going to continue the conversation um, after this about this 5-4 loss to the Buffalo Sabres in a shootout. But first, I got to talk to everyone today about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, and esports. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty and I are breaking down the 5 4 shootout loss to Buffalo Sabres, their second loss in a row, but they salvaged a point. And we're trying to explain that, well, it's nice that they battled back. And because we do like the fact that they battled back and didn't give up because I, I, I tweeted it out. Huge I tweeted it out plus. and I said at the second intermission, you were down for one. I said, just don't give up fight and try and not make this be a blowout. And they did more than just that. They came back and they salvaged a point. But I think what is is sour taste in the mouth. And I, as much as I appreciate the fact that they did, they showed the heart to battle back. The, the sourness in my mouth is because of that poor first half of the game and poor goaltending performance. And the inability to convert in the shootout, or not the shootout, well, the shootout, yes, but on special yes. teams. <laughs> the special teams especially. Seven power play opportunities, Scotty. Zero goals for. Actually, seven power plays, one goal against on those power right. plays. Negative one. <laughs> and Negative a, one on the power plays. Not great. 
and they gave up a power play goal themselves. So two goals in this game came on special teams in moments where you want to shut that down. It's just that and for a Red Wings team that was, has been thriving on the power play and the penalty kill too, is even more surprising because if you have, if you convert on one of those special teams and one of those power play opportunities, you win this game. And it takes me back to my point in the first segment is that, when they fix one issue, the other problems seem to slip away, and they're just so close to bringing it all together. If you can just combine the great things that they had when they were winning games with the consistency of the five-on-five five that they seem to have been finding, then you're going to actually be a legitimate threat in the NHL, but you can't do that by not scoring on seven power plays and then a five-on-three with a minute and a half left in the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's. I mean, we, we've talked about it a lot this year just about like the in the consistent the consistently inconsistent nature of this team and and like looking back over the last couple of weeks all of your wins are against not very good teams lately and this and you are I agree with you you are a better roster than the Buffalo Sabres this is a game you should have the upper hand in and should have the ability to to win and the fact that they fought back is great and that's awesome and like that that's obviously a huge plus but it's just the the man like for i don't know four or five games in a row the power play will look really solid and then they won't score for three games and then they'll score three goals in one game and raise the percentage on the season because you just got three in a night, but then they won't score for the next two or three. And it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a very inconsistent style that they have right now. And you see the flashes and that's great. And that's really, if we, if we zoom out and want to look big picture, that's really what a majority of this season is. Neither of us expected this team to make the postseason this year. And I think at the present moment, we still both stand by that. Like this is a, this is a step in the right direction season where you want to try and play meaningful hockey as late in the season as you can. But I, I don't think everyone was expecting the moon this year. And this is just another step in the right direction. And this is just part of the growing process. And it's very frustrating. doesn't make it any easier or less or more fun to talk about or whatever. But um, yeah, seeing 0 for 7 on the power play, including a 5 on 3 to pretty much end the game or at least a five on three that turned into a five on four to end the game and not being able to convert is really brutal. Like well, really brutal. And we talk about and not to, not to beat the dead, a dead horse here, but you know, as we talk about the five on five plan, how important that is the Red Wings scored four, five on five goals in this game. Yeah. That's not a small feat. Like that is an important fact. A huge plus as well. That's why this game is so weird to talk about. Like there is so many pros and so many things that are like, that's great. But there also is so many things you look at and you're like, Oh my goodness, this was really, really brutal. And like, I, I don't think that I don't think that it has to be all one or the other. And this one definitely isn't like, this isn't a situation where it's like, Oh, I think this was a good thing. Or I think this was a bad thing. Like, I think, I think both can very much be true. And I think that's where we are. 
No, and I mean, like, there was an abundance of great things in this game, but it's just really hard to focus on that when you're down four to one because of poor goaltending and inability to convert on the power play. I mean, you, again, you you mentioned that there's seven power plays, but you you not even looking at the advanced analytics that I love to bring up, the Corsi and the expected goals for percentage, you dominated in every single statistical category. That's like a basic stat. You had 45 shots to 34. Seven yeah, power plays helps with that. Ten again. That's, yeah. that's several games in a row that you've outshot your opponent. You outhit pretty, your opponent comfortably. 25 to 10. You had 15 more hits than they did. Also, for whatever it's worth, I don't know what got into the Red Wings today. They dominated the faceoff circle. I was just about to bring that up. That they like throughout this season, we have talked about as a huge like issue. And like Dylan Larkin at one point, I think it was heading into the third or in the middle of the second was like eight for 10 in the faceoff circle. And they, I think we ended up winning almost 70, 30, like they, they dominated in the faceoff circle, which is a huge plus and something that again, we struggled with a lot to start off the season that and the five on five play. And both of those were good tonight, but like, (laughs) they're still like, they dug themselves into their own, their own hole too. I don't know. It's it's weird. Well, also they had eleven giveaways to six. So right, exactly, you, it's it, just you a can't, roller coaster. Yeah, man. It's, it really is. The whole thing's a roller coaster. I mean, the Red Wings. It was a very very sloppy game. The giveaways are a dead giveaway, as you could say. Wow, that they played a sloppy game. That was uh, Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, but yeah, they just. There's just so much about this game. There's so much to like, but so much to hate. I, I just, I, and I hate to do this to Nadelkovich because we were such staunch supporters, but I can't help but think that this game isn't a loss if he just is sharp in those first half of the game, like where he's just making Which the saves he should. Yeah, I think that's a that's fair criticism. That- Right, that that's something we've been talking about with Ned since last year. Yeah, right. The early goals that that he has a tendency to give up, and the Wings last season did it all the time. And, um, yeah, and like that's not to say that this defense was perfect, especially in the in the second period. It was actually I thought pretty brutal. But unit as a whole, I mean that that's something that that again when Ned is in that dating back to last season, we've talked about at length the fact that. He's hot um, and cold, man. Yeah, that that it's it, a super streaky, and b that there are a there is a huge tendency uh, <laughs> that is re- becoming more and more consistent. Even though we're on to year two of net and net, that uh, that he that the Red Wings rather give up quick goals when when he's in there. So yeah. I mean, we have a whole other segment left, and I want to talk about Cop. I want to talk about Berger, and I want to talk about Sonny individually. I thought Cop had a really good game, but um, yeah. to summarize, I mean, just the Red Wings played a really, really good game, except for two facets. Nadelkovich wasn't sharp, and you didn't convert on the power play. Main reasons why you lost. Other than that, I thought they played a really good hockey game. They just couldn't get it done. So we'll uh, we'll wrap this up in segment three. Uh, and we'll talk about those players that I just mentioned like 30 seconds ago. Transition game, 100. <laughs> really great. We'll be right back. Segment three, Locked On Red Wings podcast. Let's talk about um, let's talk about Oscar Sundquist. We let off the show talking about it, joking about how we are we we deserve credit for him scoring two goals because uh, he was on the show last night. But 
he actually had a really good game outside of that. And I won't even say this game in particular. He's actually been on a heater lately in terms of like not producing numbers, but he's gotten a lot of really good looks close to scoring and just hasn't been able to bury the pocket. And in this game, it came to fruition and he scored two goals, very, um, very different goals. Cop behind the net, feeds it out front. Sunquist is just there, ready, buries it. And then the other one's right off the faceoff. He just rifles it, beats Anderson clean. I don't think he ever saw it because Cop was in front of him off the faceoff. Oscar Sunquist is finally generating the goals that we thought he could. Not to say that we thought he could. He's not like a goal scorer, but he's getting what he deserves because he's not a one goal scorer. He's probably somewhere between a 10 and 15 goal scorer. And to see him finally be able to find the back of the net is a nice thing to see. And those were really nice goals that he scored in this game. And he's played really well up until this point. Yeah. He's a, he's a incredibly valuable like depth oh, yeah. forward in this league, just because of the intangibles that he brings. We, I mean, we've talked about defensively, right. We, and I, I think a lot of that has to do with just the intangibleness of being six foot three and a forward. <laughs> like that's something that not like everyone can provide. And he, has that and and yeah, it translates to really good defense. Uh, we saw a couple of pokes from him in this game too, which I, I thought also Rasmussen had a couple of really nice poke checks. But all the big guys, but he's um, finding his hands, man. Yeah, for sure. But but yeah, like Sonny is is just a a dude that every team in the NHL could put that on their third or fourth line, depending on how deep they are, and it would improve it, right? Like that's just like the style of of game that he brings and, and the type of depth forward that he is. And it's, it's so valuable. And like you said, it's, it's really nice. He's been playing good hockey, but just without putting the puck in the back of the net, yeah. it's really nice to, to see him start doing that too. And hopefully it's a, a sign of things to come. Cause if he adds that and, and finishes the season with, like you said, like 13 to 17 plus what he provides elsewhere. I mean, that's, that's a, you know, incredible performance down at, in the in the third or fourth line. He's got size. He's got a decent shot. He plays sound defense. Like you said, he's like the... He's a problem in front of the net when he, he wants to be He is a problem in front of the net, which is why they put him down there on the power play in front of the net. Yeah. Um, and he's just like, like you said, he is like the... If you were to look up third liner in the dictionary, the hockey dictionary, you'd get a picture of Oscar Sundquist. Like right. he is... And that's a compliment because he fits Absolutely. really well yeah. in that bottom six set up and it, it it came it came to fruition in this up ep- this uh game but also andrew cop got slotted down to line two rasmussen got to look at line three who rasmussen again to what you said played a really good game his course four percentage in this one was 66.67 relative it was a 16 percent so when he was on the ice the team generated 16 percent more scoring chances than when he was off the ice um scoring attempts shooting attempts shooting attempts let me make sure i get that right um but Andrew Kopp went down the line three, got a little bit of a... I'd rather say it's a Rasmussen promotion than an Andrew Kopp demotion, but Andrew Kopp on line three looked fantastic, and he got two primary assists on both of Sunquist's goal, and they were both perfectly drawn-up plays. So Andrew Kopp looked really good in this game as well, and I, I really liked seeing that because that's a player that the Red Wings definitely need to turn it on, and he is slowly beginning to turn on the production for the Detroit Red Wings, and in this game, you know... As everyone was, he was good in the faceoff circle as well, and that's another thing the Red Wings desperately need from him. Yeah, big time. I I think that uh, this is not a like permanent. Oh, he's going to be down at three C for the rest of the year. I think, like you said, it'll be it'll be a lot more fluent than that. And I think when if he gets his legs back under him and starts producing 
at the level that he has like the last week or so, honestly, but but the level that they expected of him, then he'll move right back up to, to that 2C role that was expected of him this summer. But um, yeah, I thought he, he looked a lot more comfortable offensively. And I, I also thought that for whatever it's worth defensively, he um, was was pretty productive in this one, which is something that I don't think has been a huge issue up to this point. It's a lot harder to, to quantify it with like mm. stats and such, but I, I don't think that his defense has been super poor so far. I, but I, I do think that he looked really sharp tonight for whatever that's worth. I completely agree. I think he he did look sharp. Um, as did, I think that that fourth line of Suter, Valeno, and Bergeron has looked really good too. Pretty consistently good in the limited minutes they get. Seven minutes of ice time in this one, but they had an expected goals for percentage of eighty three percent, thirty six better, thirty six percent better than the other lines. Um, yeah. so I mean they 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 look solid out there. And Jonathan Bergeron, Jonathan Bergeron was um rewarded very early in the game and that one that goal feels like it was a millennia ago in terms of you know okay. first 80 seconds of the game and the rest right. of the game after that were so vastly feel different. like i was younger on that it was a, it was a yeah. right, i had more hair back then psych all right um, yeah let's not get ahead of ourselves but he was a it was a really good shot from him so it was. Know, I just, want, just want to give shout outs to the guys who played well it's it's really weird game giving anyone credit but also a weird game just bagging on them because it was such a mixed bag it, again, like I don't want to, I don't want to sound like a broken record and like keep reiterating that point. But it really, it's a weird game to just like summarize in one mood or emotion. Like it's not, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that it's possible to just be like, oh, this was good, or oh, I disagree, this was bad. Like this was everything. <laughs> this was every single emotion you could pretty much think of. Oh, I mean, without a doubt, it's just. It, there was so much to love and also so much to hate in this one. I I mean, the other thing, the only other thing I have to talk about this game is just the amount of near injuries that the Red Wings had. Yeah. Moritz yeah, Sider taking a shot off the right back now. of the leg. Adam, Adam Ernie got popped in the mouth. Bertuzzi taking a slap shot off the hand that he broke and left. And I was like, there it is again. It's re-broke because it wasn't 100% yet. He went right down the tunnel, too. Man. Both him and Sider did. And he, both of them came back out, so... There's a lot of conversations on individual players that I want to have when we have a proper off day. I want to talk about that cider Sherat pair. I want to talk about Jake Wolman because I've really liked what he's had. Yeah. Um, but I also want to talk about Tyler Bertuzzi because I'm just, he, he's come back from injury, but it doesn't feel like he's having a huge impact yet on the ice. And he hasn't, yeah. he hasn't. So there's some individual players I definitely want to talk about, but the greatest of the, all of them were, are Jake Wallman's. I think he's been great since he's come off of his surgery. I think he's come back from last season better than he was last season in the limited time we saw him. So that's, those are guys I want to talk about um, next time we have an opportunity, but besides that, you got any final thoughts? Um, I'm glad that it looked like everybody that gave us an injury scare is okay. Yes. That, like that genuinely was, I mean, there was one point in the game where we were down four to one and then cider took one off the knee and hobbled into the tunnel. Like that yeah. was like a moment tonight. And then turns out cider isn't hurt. Like seriously was able to play the rest of the game. And we got a point like there it was a dramatic and drastic turnaround. Um, yeah, I'm glad that it looks like everybody – I mean, I'm assuming if they were healthy enough to go back out there and finish the game that uh, they're they're somewhat okay at least. So I'm, I'm, yeah, happy that the injury scares were not as scary as they could have been. But 
Uh, there was a that was the low point of the game. Was you were down Ooh. three goals, and Cider just looked like he took a baseball bat to the kneecap, and then just kidding, he's playing the rest of the game, <laughs> and you're setting it to overtime. A you, weird you game, have... but I'm, also... I'm glad that they were able to turn it around, and I'm glad that everybody that uh, that looked like they were hurt at one point, uh, the the multitude of players that were are seemed to be okay. The Iserman interview. Did you catch that? Yeah. I mean, he didn't say anything. He never does. I mean, it's it's Steve Iserman. Yeah. <laughs> they they're like rebuild. He's like, we're rebuilding. Got to be patient. They're like, they they said they said some like weird backhanded compliments to him, which I thought was odd. They're like, we he, you never struck me as a patient player. So what's it like being? I'm like, oh, dude, waited like a decade to get his for decade and a half to get his first Stanley Cup. I think he's anything but patient, or and everything and patient. Like, wh- I mean, what? It felt like everything <laughs> they were Steve saying cares. was like <laughs> with a caveat. And so then he talked a little bit about the organizational structure, and he talked a little bit about like just how the rebuild's going and how you have to wait. But he didn't really, just in typical Steve Eisenman fashion, didn't really say anything Talked of merit. Much, yeah. yeah, exactly. Unlike Derek Lalone, who will say everything and will just say it as it is, which is incredible. Um, but yeah, that's about it. We'll be back tomorrow with a um, day off episode, but we do have something scheduled and a game preview. Bet online. Bet online. We'll be back tomorrow. Same time. Same place. It's you your team. Me that question a while. Every day. Every day. <laughs>